Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the King of All Kings Podcast. Street Vibes. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Oh man. Oh man, where where is it at? I need to get where where is it at? Oh yeah, there it goes. I need to get them ready. Come on, man. I got the soundboard. I got the soundboard. Is that what a game shooting sounds like? <laughs> That's what we doing out here today. J Street Vibes. Kenny Carraway, Jason Jones of The Athletic. Kenny Carraway, LBSB in 1320 here in Sacramento, D-Lo and KC. And man, come on, man. Man, come on, man. We got to do it again. I don't know. I don't know what I want to classify this as. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm hesitant to give it this title, but I feel like I need to. 124, 123 Kings win in Toronto best win of the season jason jones best win of the season pound for pound all things considered they were down what 15 16 points at one time in the second quarter came battling back without their starting shooting guard found a way to get it done i gotta think you know, about coach that. Got thrown out yeah that was it's always fun when coaches get thrown out and they run on the court like what you, you ain't gonna do nothing to the refs you're gonna do that left. <laughs> you really gonna punch them <laughs> Uh, that is always the funniest thing. I mean, and Mike ain't got nothing on Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr right now is the goat of going after the ref. <laughs> so Mike, Mike was like, I felt like Mike was. That was the frustration of three out of the four losses. They're they're, they're not playing well, and they're not getting calls again. And mm. he just lost it. And I was like, oh yeah, he's gone. Mm. Whenever, whenever mm. the ref just points to the tunnel, yeah, uh, he he earned he earned that one. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where we start. I guess we, we start. Well, we could start by answering the question. Not the best win of the, the, the season so far. I got to think about that. I don't know if it's the best win. It was an impressive win. I don't know if it's the best. I got to think about all the wins. Cleveland was a good one. I mean, we yeah. had one the other day. Cleveland was a good one. Yeah. Playing without De'Aaron. The, the Warriors. The Cleveland one was a good one because at that point, Cleveland was rolling. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, talking, a, I don't know. This might be it. This my, the Charlotte one was a good one. De'Aaron Fox goes out the game, and, and Donovan Mitchell or Davion Mitchell. If they were uh, playing a out. better team. I might say it's a better win, but Toronto's kind of a mid team. Mm. Mm. And I, I look at Cleveland as a team that's going to be one of the final four left in the East. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's kind of like my barometer. On that, that. was a hell of a win, though. That was a hell yeah. of a win. Uh, we don't win that game too many times in the past few years. Yeah, they got down. It's, by the way, y'all, 
This is my flu game pod. My kids have all three of them have decided to bless me with whatever bugs been going around the kids. So mm-hmm. if you see me and I look like I don't care, it's not that I don't care. I'm just <laughs> I'm just on my Jordan 90. You know, I, I need I need Pippen to hold me I, up. I got you. I got you. I'm Pip. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm I need to be held up right now because I'm struggling. But yeah. <laughs> so if, I, if you're a couple of coughs here and there, I'm actually better than I was earlier. Earlier, I was just knocked out. Mm. Well, that's what that's what we do here on J Street Vice, man. We 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 get the flu games. Hopefully, hopefully I don't get one. But we see Jason gutting it out in the flu game. But like, go ahead as you as you were saying with, with that game with that win. They didn't win that game too many times over the last fifteen years, if at all, if ever. Yeah, they go down by sixteen in the second quarter. They lose by thirty, and everyone's mm. okay with it. They, mm. Then they go to the locker room and say, "We well, you know we didn't have Kevin tonight, and it's the second of a back to back, and Toronto's a good team." You hear all the bullshit, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But they didn't make excuses. And what I liked about the game is that they were struggling, and their response to get was to get back to what they do best. Mm. Because I mean, they they were just launching threes in the first quarter. It was like this ain't this ain't it right now. Mm-hmm. You got to start, mm-hmm. you know, you know, start getting downhill a little bit, do something a little different, and then defensively. That second quarter, first second quarter, it was just way too dang easy. I mean, it was just at the rim, at the rim, dunk, 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 dunk. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like the way they tightened up defensively. And I, it's weird saying they tightened up defensively to give up 123 points, but, you know. But they did. They did. And they, and I think they – what was it? I, I, I was listening um, to the to the game because I was driving to the, this practice, you know, my kids' practice. And shout out to our guy Deuce, uh, Deuce Mason. He said coming into the fourth quarter, he was kind of giving a game recap, and he said, "Yo, if the Kings want to win this game, they got to hold Toronto under thirty in this quarter. They hadn't yeah. done it all game long. Twenty nine points in the fourth quarter, and they get the win. Spot on, spot on, Deuce. Spot on. Just enough because I mean, going in it was like thirty something. Like you can't, you're not going to beat a, a good disciplined team giving up thirty plus every quarter. Mm-hmm. But they were able to do just enough to get out of there." I like how De'Aaron responded to the challenge of Fred yeah. Van Fleet. Yes. So, let's, let's go there. Let's go there. Cause we, we were on this, this pod the other day and I think this was, this was before. Yeah. It was before the Philly game, which he did not play a good game. I thought he looked healthy. I thought he had a bounce in his step and he just didn't execute. And I'm sure I've known you long enough now, Jason, I'm sure you'd say the same thing. He got to play better. What we yeah. saw against Philly was like, Oh, that's not good enough. You know, 15, yeah, well, that's not an assist that you're not gonna beat it, you're not gonna beat a good team like that. No, and Especially you got James Harden going for like 20 and 17, it's whatever it was, ridiculous. And you give him one, right? It's not, yeah, good, it's enough. not good enough. We, we, we would we would have said that if we had a show that night, we would have said that it wasn't good enough. Shout out to De'Aaron Fox, that boy responded in a major, major way. Finishes the game with 27 points, 10 assists, six rebounds. And, and when you talk about clutch time. When you talk about when they needed it, he had two for sure big time buckets. Should have been an and one, and then he mm-hmm. went to the free throw line, one of two, but he still got the one to give him the three point lead. A hell of an effort by De'Aaron Fox. Hell of an and effort. For me, the most clutch moment was not even a shot. Remember, he gets the ball knocked mm-hmm. away from him. Mm, that was big time. Yeah. Instead of giving up on the play, he knocks the ball back down, and they keep possession. That's yeah. going to be a leak out layup. Mm-hmm. One that, point game with about thirty yeah. seconds to go. Yeah, so I mean, to me, that might have been the play of the game for him. Just not so much a basket, but you know, a lot of times we see a guy get the ball knocked away like that. He just puts his head down and concedes the ball going the other way. He reacted quickly, 
got the ball back. And when that happened, you could kind of see the body language of Toronto just go like really like, oh, like they were like, wow, that was our chance. And then, you know, uh, they made just enough free throws just to get out of there. But yeah, De'Aaron, you know, after the Philly game, my whole thing was not just for De'Aaron Sabonis. 20, you know, Sabonis had what, 20 and 10, took 10 shots. That ain't good enough. Mm -hmm. Beat a good team on the road, that ain't good enough. That's Mm -hmm. a solid stat line for sure, but that ain't good enough when you got Joel and B on the other side. I mean, another 20-20 double-double for Sabonis. I mean, those are the kind of games you need from your best players on the road. Yeah. You know, you can't have these like, you know, 12, 14 points, one assist, 33%. That's not going to get it done. And Mm -hmm. they really responded in Toronto. And the way they kind of fought back in that second quarter just kind of was indicative of how they fought back all year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those two guys, uh, 40 minutes for Sabonis, 21 points, 20 rebounds, seven assists. What a p- performance. 41 minutes from De'Aaron Fox with his 27, 10, and 6. That's what your guys have to do. That's what your franchise guys have to do on the road to bring it home. Another thing that I want to say about De'Aaron Fox that I really like, was it perfect? No. But the defense, he played at the end of that game with Pascal Siakam. Made Siakam work for everything. And I'm trying to think off the top of my head if he scored at the end. I don't think he did. A couple of times, De'Aaron was right there. Siakam tried to, you know, try to uh, bait the refs into a foul call. Wasn't happening because De'Aaron was playing with his chest. And, and, and great defensive stands by De'Aaron Fox on that end. Siakam was getting to the cup and then just trying to flip it up and not going aggressively, I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting right to the rim is like, you know, you got to try to power that in and he wasn't doing it. You know, credit to the Kings for putting up some resistance because in that second quarter, there was mm-hmm. no resistance. Yeah, there was none. That was dunk city. Mm-hmm. So I like, they, I like they, the way they Brown would say they were getting in the painted area entirely too much. They lived in the painted area. <laughs> and they were in the, I mean, we can use them all. They were living in the restricted area. They were <laughs> camped out in the dunker spot. All of them, they were doing all those things. Yeah. Anything about being at the rim that the Raptors were doing for a good quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so look, we talked about De'Aaron Fox. I got to give a shout out to to Demontis Sabonis. I don't want to overlook the performance he had. Twenty one no. points, twenty rebounds, seven assists from All Star Center. I'm calling it right now, Demontis Sabonis. What a performance by him. I guess they go hand in hand because I just look at, you know, and Harrison Barnes played 36 minutes as well, but I just look at those two guys, Fox and Sabonis, doing what franchise guys need to do in that situation. You know, Jordy or Mike or whoever they needed to talk to, hey, I'm ready to go. I need to go. It feels like if I need to go 44, 45, 48 minutes tonight, I'm willing to do it. 41 for Fox, 40 minutes for Sabonis, and they produced in a major way, man. So shout out to DeMontis Sabonis as well. Yeah, when you're struggling, those are the guys who have to end that streak. You can't mm-hmm. be looking at Malik Monk and Davion Mitchell and Harrison Barnes and Trey Lyles going, "Hey, help us! <laughs> you need you need your <laughs> no no Mason's gonna die. No, I'm here. <laughs> no, you, okay. need, you need your guys. Those are the guys who end streaks. You know, when you're struggling, every those are the guys you look to to end the streak. And those guys just came through big time. I mean, especially a guy like Sabonis. You know. It's not like Toronto has some dominant center in the paint against him. Mm-hmm. He's got to own that game, and I thought he did that. And what I actually did was I listened to the Toronto feed. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's always interesting to hear the other team's perspective, and they were just raving about what Sabonis was doing. Mm-hmm. The way he controlled the paint, the way he was rebounding, 
you know, he's a facility. He had a play where he remember he drove the drove on a break and found Malik in the corner. Yeah. 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 I'm sitting there going, Oh, this might be a disaster. What's he doing? But I remember his dad could do stuff like that. His dad was crazy. And he's got that. I think I mean, obviously we didn't see him in the NBA at his height, but you know, I feel like he he pushes the ball maybe even a little better than his dad. Is that oh, was yeah. in the post? Sabonis, he's he's definitely, like I said, because we didn't see young 1980s Sabonis. Mm-hmm. You know, Two Achilles Sabonis. Yeah, we didn't see that version, and that version we saw was still pretty damn good. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, it was a. <laughs> I said all around a good. I thought it was a good effort. You know, just because it was just funny. Look, I, I like to look at Twitter for laughs. In the second <laughs> quarter, people are saying bench Dave, bench everyone. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, calm down, people. Hey, hey, I can't, I can't get out of here without giving props to to my two guys, Malik Monk with a big bounce back game, 24 points, mm-hmm. six of 13, five of 10 from beyond the arc, and surprisingly, man, my man Malik Monk, you know how much I love this. He's like a 91 percent free throw shooter. Missed the front end of it, but he he came back. Got the one that was big, but I was like, dang, not Malik. So that was good to see. And then my guy Terrence Davis filling in for Kevin Herter, who was out. And he filled in in a major way. I, I thought he had some big shots and had some big effort plays to keep them, you know, above water, as I like to say. He finished with 19 points, five of 12 from beyond the arc, seven of 14 for the entire game. But um, just that scoring punch that they were going to need with Kevin Herter out, he gave it to him. This was Sacramento Kings basketball today. You know, and yeah, I know it's easier like, yeah. like, you know. to say because they won, you know what I mean? But, you know, the, the previous games when, you know, they're 99 points and 103. Hey, I was saying this on the show uh, today, for better or for worse. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not even saying it's like championship ball or whatever. But I know this team's identity right now. They put up points. They put up threes. They get up and down. And if that results in them being able uh, to get enough stops to get a win, then that's great too. But their identity is getting up in the 120s, maybe 130s, and, and seeing if you can keep up with them on the offensive end. They hadn't been doing that as of late, and they got back to it today. And De'Aaron got up 23 shots. There we go. And like I, you know, after that Philly game, I'm like, that's not good enough. 15 shots? No. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. much you like the other guys, they're not going to win with De'Aaron taking that few shots. And, you know, clearly mm-hmm. they were down big. He only played 30 minutes. You know, all that, but I like De'Aaron at, at 20 shots a game because yep. he got he got the shots up and then got still got 10 assists. Yep. So yep. the uh, to me the aggression scoring wise helped everything else. Absolutely. And he had to be aggressive because Fred, Fred Van Vliet, or they call oh, him on, you know, Fred Double V, wasn't was, was coming. Was that was that uh, Fred Van Vliet or Damian Lillard out there? Or Damon Stoudemire, somebody. <laughs> man. That man was on, you know, and and Fred is good for a, you know a big scoring night too. So I, like I said, I like the way they kind of controlled that, got things back under control, mm-hmm. and we're able to, you know, because I mean you're looking at going two and four on this trip without mm-hmm. that game, you yeah. know, at, at best. At best. Now you can at get best. a spirit. Not that mm-hmm. you know, not that uh, you know Detroit's going to be easy. Detroit get scored a gang of points tonight. Yeah. Detroit yeah. put up 141 in an overtime win over Charlotte. And even without Cade Cunningham, you know, we'll, we'll get to that later, but I'm just saying, you know, that's that's a team that can go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's let's uh take a break. Once again, um, one, if not the, but for sure, one of 
the great wins for this Sacramento Kings team in the early season so far. 124-123 in Toronto over the Raptors. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to uh, kind of put a bow on the road trip. They got one more game to go. We won't talk to you guys until uh, after the road trip is finished. So we're going to put a bow on this road trip and talk about some things, man. It's Kenny Carraway. It's Jason Jones right here on J Street Vibes. Back in the vibes, the J Street vibes. You know what it is, man. It's Kenny Caraway of ESPN 1320, D-Lo and KC. It's Jason Jones of The Athletic uh, talking some Kings basketball. And uh, the 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 I remember last week I was talking about, you know, at the beginning of the trip, this game, East Coast road trip. It felt like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be forever. We're, we're here at the final game. It's already It's already done. It's already pretty much done. They got Detroit on Friday. And you mentioned a little bit in the last segment, Detroit ain't no pushover. I mean, this is what I feel about the whole league. Like the whole league is so talented to me. There's so much talent in the league. And it's still relatively early where teams are still, you know, playing for something, you know, respect or, or you know, trying to be a, a trade ship or something like that. They're still playing for something. Mm. All games are tough. And yeah. they're going to go into Detroit. They're going to uh, try to, go three and three on the road trip. And to me, Jason, I know we talked about it before it started. And I know I, I, I thought you said, you know, you don't want two and four. I understand why you would say that. But if they can get out of here with two and four on a six-game road trip and De'Aaron Fox not playing two of those games, it would suck because you lose the last game, you lose to Detroit, right? Like that, that will leave a sour taste in your mouth. But in its totality, where would you look at a, at a two and four road trip out of, out of the six months? Worst case scenario. It wouldn't be the absolute disaster. Like I said, considering De'Aaron missed two games, this is the third game in four nights they're going to be playing in, you know, as what Charles Barkley calls them, built-in losses. Mm. <laughs> you know, you get to the end of a trip, guys are ready to get home. Who knows, maybe Marvin Bagley hosts the guys, have them out at night. <laughs> get them all tired. <laughs> so, so Bagley and Corey Joseph have the guys out. <laughs> You know, getting the little Caesar's pizza and all that. Get them on one out. I mean, to me, two and four would be a disappointment, but it wouldn't be the worst, all things considered. It wouldn't be like, oh, my God, this is terrible. You know, you don't want to lose to Detroit, but, I mean, they're an NBA team. They've got players, and that's Mm -hmm. the thing about the league. A lot of times it comes down just to experience, not about talent. Everybody got talent. Right. You know, some have more than others, but, I mean – yeah, Cade Cunningham is out, but, you know, who knows? Maybe Boyan Bogdanovich is trying to play his way to the Lakers. <laughs> right. You know, Jaden Ivey may have something to prove, you know. Corey Joseph always kills the Kings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Corey Joseph is the new Ish Smith. <laughs> they traded him, and he's like, okay, I'll show you. I'm going to punk y'all every time I see y'all. And he, yeah. So, I mean, there's some different things, you know, you look at with this matchup, you know. Sadiq Bay is the type of guy who had, would mess around and have a big game on the Kings. So you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And, and like I said, you got a guy like Jalen Duran. I like the way he played the first time they played the Kings. It, a little, not calling him this per se, but a little mini Dwight Howard, you know, like the guy that's been super athletic, um, bigger than everybody out on their court. And and I, I, I'm always leery of him. But, you know, it's still a game that you would think you know, they could win. And if, if they do win this game and they finish this six game road trip on a, on a three and three mark, man. And then you're going to be coming home 
for I've been talking about this for a couple of days, but it's, it's such a, a big time in the season for this group. You're coming home for like 15 of the next 20. Mm-hmm. It'll be more than one center. So, I mean, one game, two and four, three and three, it's not going to make or break that stretch. But, man, you want to be feeling good about yourself winning the last two games uh, of that trip and, and saying, hey, we came out of there with a the split. Now it's time to get home and do business. Yeah, you win this game. You're eight and eight. You're eight and eight on the road for the season. Wow. And you take 500. Even if you lose, seven and nine is not terrible. Mm-mm. You know, you look at, you know, as you look at this throughout the league, you look at the West, you know, shoot. Uh, the New Orleans are six and six on the road. Memphis is six and seven on the road. Denver is nine and seven. So they have a winning record. But like Phoenix is four and nine on the road this year. Like the Warriors. <laughs> Warriors. Oh my God. The Warriors are two and 13 on the road. That's unbelievable. They're 12 and two at home, two and third. I don't know what the hell is going on there. That is unbelievable. I don't know what I mean. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. So, yeah, like to your point, though, if you get out of here, eight and eight, that would be phenomenal. But seven and nine on the road, you kind of did your job, right, as a team. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want to hover around 500 on the road and take care of business at home. And regardless of what happens um, on Friday night, they've set themselves up to put themselves in that situation. Yeah, and that's all you can really ask for at this stage. And we're looking at going into Christmas and not being out of it for the first time in forever. <laughs> you know, I keep thinking about what uh, what you said last episode, and, man, it was spot on. Like, say they went on Friday. That's their 16th win. You're looking at the year, and he's, he damn near got half the wins he typically gets <laughs> before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, like I said, outside of one season, this is like, wow. So this is what happens when you're kind of normal and you function. I mean, look at the January with like 18 wins. <laughs> 16, 15. I mean, this, that, that's just crazy when you think about it. Yeah. You know, and just, yeah. you know, because I mean, bad teams are bad at home and the road. And mm-hmm. after losing that that rough start to the home stretch at the beginning of the year, they've been a really good home team. Yeah. I think they won eight of the last nine at home. The yeah. one loss was that Phoenix game that, you know, went to the went to the not to the buzzer, but you know what I mean. It was it was a one possession game with the yeah. shot clock off. Yeah, then book does what book does. He ain't doing it right now. Oh, they got nobody yeah. doing it right now. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of issues in the NBA right now. We got a lot yeah. of stuff that makes no sense right now. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, Kings, uh. In Detroit on Friday, Marvin Bagley got hurt in the game tonight. I don't know if he came back or if he'll be available for Friday. But uh, Marv will probably be a courtside in that blue Pistons jacket. Mm-hmm. Representing, you know, <laughs> my son is on a real in a bit of real franchise. F y'all. Make <laughs> <laughs> the worst record in the game. You know what? I ain't mad because you know what. Because he's supposed to, this is his dad. He's supposed to feel like that. Yeah, he, 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 nah, see, here's the thing with Big Marv, man. Took too many shots un, unsolicited at the Sacramento Kings and organization. Too many shots. And not looking in, in the mirror. I'm not saying he's got to trash his son in public or anything like that, but everything else, everything was somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. It was never, man, we just got to, you know, we got to be better. Mm. Or don't say anything. How about that? Like you don't have to yeah. say anything, and that's a that's a lost art. You know, you don't have to say anything. You know, there's no rule that says you got to you got to say anything. Yeah. I just thought it put Marvin in an awkward situation. You know, because now we got to ask Marvin. You know, hey, 
why your dad say trade you? Do you know what you I've been saying what he needed to say and he never wanted to say. All he had to say was, look, man, I love my dad. He got his own Twitter. He got his own opinions. That's his opinions. Me personally, I'm just I'm here and I do me. You want to ask me my opinions? I'll tell you what I think and leave it at that. That's what De'Aaron did. Yeah, that's what you do it one time and all of it's dead. Like it's dead. You do it one time. De'Aaron said he did. He got everybody on the phone and said, hold up. Y'all realize every time y'all do this, they ask me. So stop. I'm going (laughs) to tell them to ask you. Right. Right. I mean, it's, you know, I I still root for Marvin. I I know personally I like Marvin. Seemed like a great young man. I I, I don't don't have no issues with Marvin. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, he was in a no-win situation. Short of him becoming at least Amari Stoudemire, Mm. he couldn't win. And then he couldn't stay healthy and just, you know, and this happens a lot of times with picks, you know, and I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't want to rehash the whole why they took him thing, but Mm. I, I, you know, it's just, I think, you know, hopefully he's okay and can, you know, suit up. And like I said, I I like Marvin. I thought he was going to be really good. I was, I was, I was kind of wrong with Marvin. I thought he was going to be really good. I don't even think he's a bad player now. Like I watch him on Detroit and he's okay. He's, you know, he's what he's always been. Like when he's able to play, he's like 14 and seven. He's a cool yeah. ball player, but I thought he was going to be, I thought he was going to be like potentially like 2010 type. Yeah. Player. I thought he was going to be really good. He had that stretch at the end of his rookie year where he was doing that. Mm-hmm. Then he can't stay healthy. Couldn't yeah. stay on the court, you know, mm-hmm. and that, you know, and then, a lot of times what you can't predict is how a guy is going to respond to the pressures and the physicality and the responsibilities of being a pro player. And part mm-hmm. of the, part of that comes down to how do you deal with my family's over here doing this, or I got this over here going on. You know, I talked to one of the guys on, from the old staff about Marvin. He was like, it sounded like Marvin was making some good strides in his personal life, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of just being more independent, but it's also kind of hard. I mean, the kid what was he 19 when they got him. Yeah. You know, and so that's always tough. Yeah. You know, but I I I I hope he's able to play because I think it'll be fun. You know, it'd be to be fun, you know, you know, yeah. just to see him out there. For sure, for sure, man. So Kings Pistons Friday afternoon, another like shout out to my man Corey Joseph. I like Corey Joseph too. Corey was really nice. I mean, when I would meet those guys, that was before um I'm trying to think if it was before throne room. It might have been before, but I was like, no, but I was like, I, I didn't have no show or nothing like that. And Corey, you know, I was in there. He talked to me, showed me love. He was a really nice guy, man. So shout out, shout out, Corey. Corey's Jones. a good dude. You know, yeah. a lot of those guys who come through San Antonio, when you talk to them about basketball, they're really good at breaking down what's not working. Mm-hmm. And when you're with, the, when you're covering the bad Kings, especially, I would go to those guys to be basically ask them, what the hell is wrong here? Mm. And, the, and guys like that will fill you in about it's about this or for years all we ever heard was it was the details they weren't a very detail-oriented team like i told you my favorite story was we we're in orlando or we were in uh miami and we're in the locker room reggie evans is in there nick stauskas is in there and they had made it and miami had made a trade mm. and nick says i didn't even know that guy was on the team and Reggie goes, if you play 2K, you would know he was on the team. Damn, what the hell do you do? <laughs> God bless Reggie Evans. I missed that dude. That dude is awesome. That yeah. was one of the greatest things. He's like, mother, play 2K. 
Yeah, at the very least. If you don't know what's going on in the league, at least play the damn video game. At least know who's on the team. And for years, you had a bunch of players who just weren't prepared. Hmm. It would be like, I mean, they there'd be guys like Kyle Korver. Like, Kyle Korver's going to be the shooter. Why are you not, why are you walking away from that three-point line? And you see a lot less of that now. I think part of it's coaching and part of it is you got some better players, some smarter players. Mm. I mean, something I don't think you can't coach. If I, if I don't, you know, if I don't know to not leave Kyle Corver, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Like I said, you ain't watching, you ain't watching basketball. You just, yeah. you just play basketball. You ain't watching if, basketball. If you just want to be stereotypical and look at Kyle Corver, what do you think <laughs> he's on the court to do? Not dunk. <laughs> yeah, just, just be stereotypical. If you just want you when you watch warm ups, what is that guy out there doing? He ain't doing three sixties. Yeah, and I think we're we're finally at a place now. We don't have guys where you go, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, the, hey, that that reminds me. You got guys like that, but I think the coaching staff has a lot to do with it. Yeah. We talked about it just a little bit right before we get out of this segment. I want to ask you, um, Mike Brown getting tossed. I mean, that's obviously that was. Um, that was, I mean, it was real because he was really frustrated and really mad, but it was, I, I can see where that's a little strategic, right? Like, you know what? This is a time right now. This is a time yeah. for me to, 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 to get one right here. Get yeah, you two. Get about four get of those. Yeah. You get about four of those where you can, you know, and that was a good time to w- use it because you're looking at three straight games where they just looked lifeless. Hmm. And you, you know, they needed that. They needed something to be like, Hey, let's not start sleepwalking again. So, I'm all for that. I mean, Mike makes enough money to pay that fine. I mean, Mike, you know, Mike ain't going to be, you know, you know, hungry because he has to pay that fine. But I think you get about four or five of those a year. Yeah. You know, he cashed one in the night and it worked out. For him. Can't you get in Detroit because they'd be like, Mike, you tripping, man. Calm down. <laughs> Some people were saying he made contact with the referee. I didn't think he did. I think the referee made contact with him. I didn't think he did. Run. I mean, you know, but you never know. You know, we'll you'll check Twitter by Friday's game, or I'll check my email, it'll be like, you know, Mike Brown says, you know, you never know. I mean, a lot of times those decisions get reviewed and whatnot, but when I watched it live, I didn't think, oh, he made contact with the ref. Right. Yeah. So Kings, once again, win 124-123 in Toronto. They got one game left in the six-game road trip in Detroit on Friday. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, they're going to do a really quick segment on some some disturbing stuff going on around the league. Come on, man. This this is unnecessary. We're going to talk about it, man, here. It's Kenny Carraway, Jason Jones, J Street Vibes. Back here on J Street Vibes. You know the vibes, man. Final segment of the show, man. Kenny Carraway, ESPN 1320, D-Lo and KC. Jason Jones, The Athletic. And we got to talk here. Holding on. I see you. I see. You. I, I got you. I got you. Pip is over here, man. I got you. Um, and we got to talk about something that's just what's up. What's up with your boys in the in the in the crypt? What's up with your boys in the crypt? Hey, hey, I crypt. That's probably one of your cousins. That's probably one of your cousins working down there. One of my cousins used to work there, so I mean, you know. But well, for those that don't know, we're talking about a uh, it wasn't even a security guard. It was like an usher at the crypto.com arena, knocking out Clipper Daryl. The hell what did Clipper Daryl ever do to anybody to get punched like that? That was so uncalled for, man. That was so uncalled for. And it was just like I'm like I'm not even, I shouldn't even be laughing because I like Clipper Daryl, man. And I've, and I've talked to Clipper Daryl. I've interviewed him. It ain't like Clipper Daryl, some big dude. No. And like, why the hell are you punching Clipper Daryl? 
that was they, the video leaked on TMZ, and obviously there was some type of dispute. You know, they were talking. It looked like Clipperdero was like, "The hell with what you're talking about. I'm gonna walk around you and go do what I need to do." And the guy, you know, stopped him, got in front of him, and then Clipperdero was like, "Hey, hey," and put his arm up, like, "Hey, brother." And then from there, the, the security guard, once again, the usher, he wasn't even a security guard, just hauls off. And, and one times, Clipper Daryl knocking him senseless. Yeah. And my whole thing is, there's never a reason for those guys to touch you. No. Never. Hell no. Never. And I've, and I've had, and I tell the guy, you don't touch me. Right. I've had that happen in Sacramento. I'm like, dude. You know, don't grab me when I because I had a time where a guy grabbed me from behind. I was in the way. I said, dude, whatever you do, number one, you see me every damn game. You know who the hell I am. Max. And number two, don't you ever come from behind and grab me. Mm. I'm like, dude, that's a fight where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And there's never a reason, you know, people get way too comfortable putting their hands on people. But like, come on, man. You knocking, you knocking Clipper Daryl to the floor. Come on. You want to talk about you yeah. want to talk about not knowing. Uh, anything about basketball. I don't know how you can be an usher at crypto.com and not know who Clipper Daryl is. I'm not saying but you know who that is. I mean, you can't be doing that to him or to anybody, but you know, Clipper Daryl, come on now. Yeah, and man, wear the half red, half blue suit, even in Vegas in Summer League when it's hot as hell. (laughs) Everyone, and the thing, I'm just like, come on, man, I need to hear the story as to what the hell is going on. Well, There's never a reason for that. What we do know is uh, shout out to John Bull. Um, I'm waiting for that press release to <laughs> to talk about the naming rights, changing the Clipper Daryl Arena down at LA Live because <laughs> he gonna get paid. When they move to that new Clipper Daryl wing, he gonna have a seat camped out. He gonna have a wing, you know, the locker room. It might be the Clipper Daryl locker room. Who knows what it's gonna be? <laughs> my neck and my back. Yeah, I mean, as he should. I mean, that was crazy. And then, and crazy. Been, I've never seen anything like that. And of course, TMZ always gets the video. Always, always. TMZ don't miss nothing. But, you know, I know we're talking ifs, 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 and all this other stuff. But a couple inches, you know, to Clipper Darrell's right, where he falls, that could have been really bad because it was like a fountain or something right there. Yeah, it was, it was he got good. knocked out completely on his feet. He could have just fell and hit his head. And now we're looking at something super serious yeah i'm looking at the video again and it's like i know where that part of the arena is it's outside i know that you know i know where that part is i've been to mm-hmm. well it was called staples then but i've been there plenty of times mm-hmm. and you know yeah clipper daryl moved his hand from him and he let clipper daryl have it <laughs> and they're saying it's they're saying it's security and who either way of course, as Nick Young quote said, whoever did clip with Daryl like that at the at the Staples Center is a mark. Young punk. Yeah. Called him a mark. Yeah. I agree with that. My man agree. Matt Barnes. You know, I can't ask security knocking out Clipper Daryl. That's weak, shaking my head. It's trash, man. <laughs> you know, then you know. That's, you know yeah, I mean, like I said, from everything that I could tell, one of the one of the nicest human beings you'll come across, man. He really is. I mean, like I said, and I, I wrote a story about him years ago, and he explained why he became a Clipper fan. Basically, he lost his job, and he was down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have a favorite. He was like, wow, this team is terrible. I'm in the dumps. They're in the dumps. <laughs> That's going to be my team. <laughs> what a story. 
<laughs> yeah, and it was like Lord. that's kind of how you become a Clipper fan. No one just wakes up and says, "Oh, I like them." <laughs> like there's like some trauma attached to being a Clipper fan. Usually, I need, well, to, stop, yeah. I need to stop messing with Clipper fans before I get jumped when I go home. But by who? By both of them. I mean, <laughs> by who? I mean, <laughs> by that gang of Clipper fans. They don't even exist. I mean, maybe the maybe. PG's crew from Palmdale won't like me. I don't know. <laughs> I'll take that two-hour drive or whatever it is down the crypto. Be like, we heard you. We heard what you were saying, homie. <laughs> respect, you know, respect us. I'd be like, okay, I guess. Well, two thumbs down to that security guard at crypto. Get well soon to uh, Clipper Daryl, and just let us into Clipper Daryl Arena um, when yeah. the official deal is done. When, when he's got that, uh, he's got his two lifetime courtside seats and. <laughs> access to the owner's suite and yeah. all that stuff. They put him on salary to be an ambassador. Yeah, man. They're going to name that whole, uh, it's not the suites, but you know the middle level in there that's like really nice. It's like separated from both of the yeah. concrete. Yeah. They're going to name that whole area just Clipper Darrell uh, land. They're going to give him a seat and be like, you know, make, make it like a seat of gold or something. <laughs> and be like, no, only Clipper Darrell can sit here. No doubt. No, no doubt. one can sit in the seat but Clipper. I mean, yeah, that's between that yeah, that's and, no guys, and guys being fake tough after games because somebody scored late. No. Next next week, I got to ask you about that because <laughs> I got to ask you about that, man. That's that's great. We're going to say that for next week, but I got to okay. ask you about that one. Yeah, um, yeah we got to ask you about that. But, uh, Jay, before we get out of here, man, what you got going on, man? I, I started the Shaq documentary. Okay. Um, I like the first episode. Yeah, Damien wasn't feeling it, but like I said, I, I you know as someone who knows a lot about Shaq, there wasn't a whole lot new in that one. But as you keep going, I enjoy it. So I mean, I got some. I'm working on some shoe stories, you know, you know, some stuff like that. What am I working on? Some documentaries, a little bit of everything. Well, mm-hmm. I need to work on making sure this medicine kick in, so I can actually write this. Absolutely, absolutely, and and obviously you can find me. ESPN thirteen twenty, D'Lo and Casey twelve to four Monday through Friday. We talking Kings all the time, and then on Tuesdays, as we you guys know him as Jason Jones, we call him the Professor because he's literally a professor at Cal Berkeley. Jason Jones comes on and joins us every Tuesday at about three twenty, man, and we we chop it up there on D'Lo and KC. So uh, when we come back on Monday, is going to be after the Kings come home for a nice little homestand. I think they're going to be 16 and 12 going into that game. I think they win it on Friday and they're going to be 16 and 12. It wouldn't be the end of the world, but it'd be a little disappointing. It'd be a little deflating if they didn't win on Friday. Yeah, it would be, but man, shout out to little Caesars arena, the best media food in the NBA. It's cold, but they'd be having crab legs up in the media room <laughs> and little Caesars pizza tastes different in Detroit. Like it's like, like next level good. That's saying something because I like regular little Caesar's pizza. I so do too. And I was like, you know, this is like I was like, man, what the hell do y'all do to it in Detroit? <laughs> so, yeah. so shout, out, shout out to uh Trick Trick, shout out Big Meech, um, shout out Big Sean. You make know, sure y'all stay from you trying to make sure you safe when you go to Detroit that you didn't check in yeah. with the I'm checking in. I'm doing what I'm supposed to, but I got love for Detroit, man. They just was talking crazy, man. But you know, I, I got like love Detroit for, I, love. Too. I, I like Detroit. I mean, y'all be having some random Twitter Sacramento Detroit beefs. Like <laughs> we did it all that, man. We did it all that. We good. Okay, we good. good. That was that was very random. I think my boy, the athletic James Edwards, was a big part of that because he basically <laughs> would go on Twitter and say, 
Sacramento was boring as hell, and then Sacramento attacked him for being from Detroit because they're poor. I'm like, oh god, this is not. <laughs> well, that was. <laughs> Don't listen to those people. No, oh, no, I'm, I'm just saying I, I'll never understand why there was ever a Sacramento Detroit beef. Hey, hey, people come in Sacramento nowadays. We jumping you. Simple as that. I'm not jumping nobody. I'm a square. <laughs> well, we're Twitter jumping you. Not yeah, real. you know, shoot. I'm like, you know, I cooperate. We, we, ain't, we ain't going security guard and crypto on you. All right. We're, yeah, we're, I'm, we're I'm cooperating. Jumping. Something happened. I'm telling. I, I I got too much to lose. <laughs> Hell with that. Y'all call me what you want. I'm like what Charlemagne said. I'm a I'm a regular citizen. I am not of the streets. I follow the laws <laughs> of citizens. I I do not follow street laws. Y'all mess. I'm not fighting y'all. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you, man. So Jason Jones, Kenny Caraway, we'll see y'all next week, man. Take care. Peace.